The comments, views, and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of Point72 Academy. All information provided herein is for informational purposes only, is not investment advice, and should not be deemed as a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product. Any such offer or solicitation may only be made by means of delivery of an approved confidential offering memorandum. This podcast may not be copied, and it may not be distributed or furnished to or used by anyone other than the intended recipient without the express written consent of Point72. What I found is that Point72 is focused on developing talent. Business development in the academy is, is here to find smart people that are passionate about investing and really turn them into investment professionals. And I would not be in my seat today if it wasn't for the academy, if it wasn't for the mentorship I had as an analyst. That's Mike. He's a portfolio manager and was part of our very first Point72 Academy class. For many investment professionals, becoming a portfolio manager at a firm like ours is their ultimate career goal. It's a coveted seat. But this episode will help you understand how to get there. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, director of the Point72 Academy. When we launched the Academy in 2015, we did it with the goal of bringing new perspectives to our firm and growing a diverse set of talent into the great investment analysts of tomorrow. But we don't want the growth to stop there. Analysts at our firm have the opportunity to own their development, and we expect them to lean into the difficult work of building expertise in their coverage and rigor in their investment processes. In this episode, you'll hear from Mike Mongiardini, one of the original Point72 Academy grads, who's now a portfolio manager at our firm. He'll talk about his path from Academy Associate to long short analyst to portfolio manager. Then you'll hear from one of our PMs, Gabe Rincon, and head of Point72 LaunchPoint, John Weiner, who runs the same program that helped prepare Gabe for a PM seat. I invited Mike to talk about his experience in the Point72 Academy, how he knew he was ready to become a PM, and what he's learned along the way. Enjoy. Mike, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jamie. You and I, we kind of sort of started the Academy together. Um, you were part of the first class ever, and today you're a portfolio manager building your business through the Point72 LaunchPoint program. I know. Time flies. Huh? <laughs> I, I guess my first question is, how did we get here? How did you first hear about the Academy, and what has your career been like since joining? So in terms of the Academy, I had heard about it when I was in business school. I was studying, uh, going for my MBA at, at Columbia, and I, I was I was learning a little bit more about finance and, and learning what's, what it's like to invest. Uh, and I was really intrigued uh, about um, opportunities on the buy side. And so I, I had known someone uh, at business development here at Point72. And I thought, you know, this would be maybe a three, four, maybe five year period before I, I could actually make that transition. And she told me at the time, she's like, look, like you're in luck. Like you seem given your background, it's, it's unconventional. Uh, and right now what we're doing at Point72, we're starting this this academy program uh, basically. And she, she told me a little bit about it, uh, just how you know, the Academy was looking for, for people with high ceilings, uh, very smart, uh, passionate about investing, and they wanted to take them early on and, and kind of mold them and teach them how to be an investor. Uh, and so she put me in contact with the Academy recruiting. Thankfully, I was able to get through uh, all the rounds and, and made it into the Academy. It was a great class and, and uh, spent the last seven years here. 
let's talk about that. So, so you mentioned, you know, in your conversations with the recruiting team that you have this non-traditional path to finance. Um, maybe you could unpack that a little bit for our audience. I studied history during my undergrad, but I really wanted to serve my country. Uh, and I, I thought, you know, if there was ever a time to, to really serve, uh, that was the time to do it. Uh, so I went into the recruiting office and uh, I went in and, and really just asked them, you know, like, look, I'm looking to serve. Uh, here's my college degree. Uh, I'd like to join it. And they, at the time, they had told me about this new opportunity. Uh, it was called the 18 X-ray Pipeline. Uh, it was basically, it was taking people that uh, scored high enough on their aptitude and physical tests uh, and giving them an opportunity to, to try out for their special forces selection process. Uh, and I, I chose that route. And so I spent about a year and a half training to be a, a special forces soldier. And so that was a, a total of a five-year commitment. Uh, the last three and a half years, I served on, a, on an ODA uh, out of Tacoma, Washington. Um, and it was at, at that five-year mark uh, that I had to make a decision, uh, really, if I wanted to re-enlist uh, and continue my career. And that would have been, at that point, you know, I was, I was, getting ready to enter my early, I was getting ready to turn 30 at the time. And I thought, well, if I reenlist again, this is going to be my career full-time uh, for, for, for my professional life. And, and so I, I thought, you know, I really want something different. Uh, I want to be challenged in new ways. Uh, and that's when, you know, business school was the opportunity I chose. Uh, and I spent two years there and, and then uh, came over to, to point seventy two through the academy. So what do you think as you think about your career in baseball and, and then, you know, in the service, what skills or attributes or lessons would you say you brought here? So I would say from, from my baseball uh, experience, I, I think the, the, import, the importance of work ethic, um, you know, talent only takes you so far uh, and you really have to have a strong passion for what you're doing. Uh, to succeed. And when I look back at my time uh, playing baseball, you know, I took it as far as I could take it. And so I had no regrets uh, in my, my career and in my life playing baseball. But I knew that, you know, for me to, to reach my ceiling, uh, work ethic would be a key component to that. And when I think about my time uh, in the U.S. Army, I, I'd say the most important uh, thing I learned there was like, you are operating uh, in an environment uh, that is very, where you don't have complete information. Uh, and it's learning how to be comfortable in that environment and taking risk that you kind of learn and, and you're, 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 you learn, but you're forced to learn uh, as a soldier. The other thing that, that struck me that I never realized that, uh, you know, you learn in the, the army was just, you know, repeatable behavior and how important that is. Uh, and by doing that, you really become a subject matter expert. Uh, it's funny, before we go out on a mission, you're spending, you know, sometimes 12 to 24 hours really just running through the mechanics of what you're doing from the first step out of the vehicle to the that, for, that last step back onto the vehicle. And so like that was really important for me. And it's really something I brought uh, over to my investing career was just the importance of process and, and, and the importance of finding a, a repeatable behavior that I can be a master of. So it's been kind of a long time now, but you know, if you can think back to the academy, what was the experience like there, and, and what similarities did you see then, and and you know, how would you sort of maybe just share with the audience a little bit more about you know what they can expect if they join? I would say the first and foremost, the the academy is there to teach you the hard skills required to be an investor, uh, but it does it in a practical sense. And I really want to stress the word practical there. I had already had an MBA, so I had gone through kind of a business 
degree of learning environment. But like, you know, in the academy, you're learning about accounting from the perspective of an investor. Statistics is another thing, you, you know, when you're, you're in uh, college and you're learning about correlations, uh, you're really not learning how to apply that to the investing world. Uh, but in the academy, you're kind of given that crash course. Uh, the other thing that I, I want to highlight with the academy that was super important, I, I thought uh, added a tremendous amount of value, was just the weekly lunches that we had. Uh, and I, I think this also speaks to just the the culture of collaboration here at Point72. Uh, but the academy, and Jamie, you, you did a great job pulling in PMs and, and senior analysts who really gave us uh, you know, personal stories they had. Uh, and you were able to learn from their mistakes and uh, some of their failures and, and some of their successes uh, that they had. And it really sped up our learning. And, and so it was, it was a great um, opportunity. And you really learn a lot uh, just by sitting there uh, having lunch with, with some of these portfolio managers. Well, let's do a little bit of that here. So what would you say are some of the biggest lessons you've learned over your career to date? I'd say the biggest one um, is that you are going to fail. You need to be comfortable with that. And it's kind of difficult for, for people that come into investing where for a lot of us, we've been successful uh, in our lives. Um, and so you come in and you realize that, you know, you're going to fail. And the most important thing is, is, is learning to be resilient. And, you know, it was very difficult for me early on uh, to really, th you know, how to handle failure. Uh, but over time, I realized, you know, like these, like the way to approach it is like, you really need to think about failure as, as opportunities to learn. Having that, that mindset that like you can improve, uh, it, it really makes the difference. So when did you feel like you were ready for the PM role? It's tough to pinpoint the exact time uh, when this, you know, this this light bulb this switch went on. Uh, but it was really it came down to I wanted to put my process into the market and, and make a bet on myself and, and say, you know, like see what this process could really do from a from a business standpoint. And so you have to be comfortable with like understanding that you're not going to have all the information. The stocks aren't always going to go the way you you want them to go. Uh, but it, it really comes down to just being confident in what you're doing day in and day out uh, and staying true to yourself and being self-aware. How did you seek mentorship and support of others sort of in the pursuit of wanting to make this transition? So I reached out to, to several portfolio managers here uh, and learned from them. You know, nobody's going to tell you you're ready to make this transition, but it's really learning from them when they felt they were ready. And a lot of them actually helped me put together just the way to think about a, a business plan, uh, because, you know, as an analyst, you're never you're not putting together a business plan. But as a portfolio manager, you really are developing a business here. And so, you know, reaching out to other portfolio managers was, was really key. Everybody always said, like, you don't you're not going to know for sure until like you make that leap. Uh, you know what? You're not going to be able to solve for, for all the, the potential obstacles in front of you. Uh, but you really, you know, you have to make a determination if you want to put that bet on yourself uh, and really put yourself out there. Uh, and for me, you know, that's really what I wanted to do. Uh, I really wanted to challenge myself and, and really, you know, see what my process could do in the market. So what is the Point72 Launchpoint program? 
So it's it's a training program for for more emerging portfolio managers. Uh, it's led by John Weiner here. He was, I think, he was employee number three at Point Seventy Two. Really, we're meeting with him once a week, but we're also going through curriculum. and And I'd say the two biggest goals uh, for me. We're, we're really, you know, how do I grow my business uh, to be scalable? And so you're cutting things out, adding things in, and, and you're really just, you know, trying to be efficient with with how you approach your, your day-to-day. Uh, and then the second thing is really finding blind spots and, and trying to fix those. Uh, and John's helped me out a lot with this. And, in, you know, just two weeks ago, he had put me in contact uh, with another portfolio manager. We had been talking over the last couple of weeks, me and John, we talked for maybe two hours uh, and he showed me some of the things that, that he did uh, to help him kind of improve. And it was really helpful to me to, to have that type of uh, conversation, but it, it really points to, you know, what Point 72 is about and what this program is about. It's, you know, the curriculum is not you know, one size fits all for everybody. You know, it's about really thinking about what you need to do to, to build this business. Uh, and that's different for everybody. So now being on the other side of this, you've hired analysts for your team, you know, maybe what are some, some points of advice you could give analysts and, and aspiring analysts who are listening to this podcast, you know, now seeing the other side of it? Yeah. So as an analyst, uh, you know, your job is, is pretty clear cut. You're following a process uh, as a PM it's learning how to get comfortable taking risk uh, on somebody else's work. Uh, as an analyst, you're you're really you're doing the work yourself. You're closest to the name, uh, and you're pitching it to your your portfolio manager. And so it, it really comes down to as a PM, you really have to trust your process and be clear with your process to your analyst. And so uh, that's an important shift that you have to make as a PM. Well, that's a really good point. How do you get comfortable? with somebody else's work? How do you build that trust as an analyst? It's something that we talk about in the academy as the cornerstone of the beginning of their of their development once they graduate from us. So I think it'd be great to hear from you, your perspective on how they can build that trust. So I think, you know, first and foremost, follow direction, right? Follow direction before you try to innovate. I always think like follow the directions. Your PM has done this before. Uh, and they really, they, they have a task for you. Make sure you complete that task as best as you can. Uh, the other thing I would highlight is you really want to be intellectually honest. When you make a mistake, raise it to your portfolio manager. I know it, it's, it stinks, right, when you're making a mistake and you don't want uh, the portfolio manager to, to think less of, of, of the quality of, of your work because you're raising mistakes. Uh, but we're all going to make mistakes. Uh, and really, your portfolio manager will trust you more uh, if you are willing to raise the mistakes you've made and, and highlight them. What about Point Seventy Two makes it a great place to build a career as an investor? I've spent my whole career here at Point Seventy Two, so I'm I'm definitely going to be biased in this response. But what I found is that Point Seventy Two is focused on developing talent. Business development in the academy is is here to find smart people uh, that are passionate about investing and really turn them into investment professionals. And my career speaks to it. I, I would. I would not be in my seat today uh, if it wasn't for the academy, uh, if it wasn't for the mentorship I had uh, from my portfolio managers, from the from the coaching, from Steve uh, as an analyst. The other thing I, I think is important to highlight with Point72 is that we've been doing it longer than other places. Uh, some, the academy has been around for, for now eight, seven years, eight years, excuse me. Uh, and, and it's 
it's important to realize that like we've worked out the kinks, we've learned from our mistakes, and we've developed a, a, a program that I think is part of the core of Point72. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Before we let Mike go, we wanted to know more about his background and what drew him to an investing career. When I was younger, I always wanted to be a professional baseball player. Uh, and so when I think about my time in, in grade school and high school, it was really, you know, after school, I'd, I'd, I'd grab my mitt and go out and be, be playing baseball uh, until the, the, the sun went down. And, and so I really tried to uh, take my athletic career as far as I could. I, I was able to play in college uh, and then a little bit more after college professionally. You know, I'm very, very happy for it. I learned a lot from it. I, I learned the importance of work ethic and how you're really not going to reach your ceiling unless you apply yourself and, and be fully committed to what you're doing. Uh, it's funny, if you had told me when I was younger, I'd be working for the, the New York Mets owner, uh, I wouldn't think I'd be a, a, a portfolio manager at his fund, but uh, it is what it is. And I'm happy to be in, in my seat. There are similarities and differences between being a pitcher on a baseball team and being a portfolio manager uh, at a hedge fund. I'd say the, the, the closest similarity, I'd say, is you are really operating in an unknown environment and you're really just trying to put your best foot forward. Uh, you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you're really trying to put your best pitch uh, out there. And, and with investing, you're really trying to put your, your best stock pitch out there. One of the things that suits me for this job, I, I really like to be challenged. Uh, I like to wake up and, and be invigorated by my work. Uh, and that's really what the, the working at a hedge fund provides for you. You know, you, you, there, there are no days off here. And I think once you start slacking, the market is going to tell you you're slacking. And so I think that, you know, it's just a, it's a motivating uh, place to be. And, and working around people um, at Point72 who really take pride in their work is, is inspiring. But I always make a point of, of trying to reach out to the academy and, and giving them kind of lessons learned in some of the ways I've I learned uh, how to uh, quicken uh, my development as an analyst uh, in terms of speed and efficiency and modeling. The, the thing that stands out the most is that these people are, are super smart and, and they're super passionate about investing. I always tell Jamie, like, I'm very confident in, in the quality uh, of the investment professional that comes out of the academy. Some of them have been, they're, they're the heads of their uh, investment club at, at school, or they're, they're all, uh, they have their own PAs. They're all very much in tune with the market and, and really, you know, they're all just trying to learn. Uh, and I think it's, it's great. I always love talking to them. Mentorship's been a big, important part of my career. It started with the academy. Um, you know, learning from Jamie, learning from from some of the investment professionals that she brought in. You know, it started there and it, it moved on to to when I was on a, a team. Uh, my portfolio managers were were great mentors, uh, helping me find ways to improve my process. When I think about my daily goals, uh, the most important one is try to improve something in your process. That was Mike Mangiardini talking about his experience in the Point72 Academy, how he came to investing and making the transition to a PM seat. Next, I wanted you to hear from John Weiner and Gabe Rincon. John was a day one employee at our firm and spent the majority of his career as a healthcare PM here. Today, he runs Point72 LaunchPoint, where he provides mentorship and guidance to new PMs as they build their investing businesses at our firm. Gabe is a PM at our firm who spent more than six years as an analyst here before joining Point72 LaunchPoint and becoming a PM. My name is John Weiner. I'm the head of Point72 LaunchPoint. 
My name is Gabriel Cohn, and I'm a portfolio manager here at Point72. I started at SAC Capital in 1992, fresh out of Indiana University. Um, I was a finance major, but came into the firm with a limited skill set. Um, but looking back now, I had some of those intangibles that were important to this job, which are things like passion, grit, self-awareness. I was focused on staying ahead as the firm was evolving. I'm a self-aware person. There's a lot I, I didn't know. So I was one of the, the first PMs to hire an analyst in the firm. I had a pretty good career as a PM, and in that time it is, I had supported a bunch of my senior analysts as they transitioned to become PMs. I got to the point where it was time for me to do something else, and leading Point72 LaunchPoint was the natural next step for me. I actually knew that I wanted to be an investor even from uh, high school. So in college, I pursued opportunities uh, doing internships at a hedge fund one year, doing investment banking another year, and realized I didn't want to be a banker, and I, and I definitely wanted to go down the hedge fund route. Out of college, I worked at a firm called Cambridge Associates doing investment consulting. There, I met with a lot of hedge fund managers, and in that process, became even further convinced that I wanted to be doing what they were doing. And so I joined Merrill Lynch Equity Research in 2006, covering autos. Uh, and from there, I worked at uh, various different hedge funds uh, until I joined Point72 in January of 2016. And then I joined Point72 LaunchPoint in 2020. So for an analyst to determine if they're ready to be a PM or, or us to determine if an analyst is ready to be a PM, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's a different combination of skill sets. But from the analyst standpoint, there should be very little doubt. They should be extremely confident that they're an expert in the sector that they cover. For a senior analyst, one of the career traps that they can fall into is deciding to become a PM too early. A PM is responsible for decisions that affect everyone on his team. There's a lot of stress in that responsibility, and it's not for everyone. And by the way, being a career analyst is a great job. We have senior analysts here doing what they enjoy, which is picking stocks. This is a difficult business, and markets are always changing. Team stability is something that could benefit everyone. If you're someone who thinks you're going to be a PM one day, that's great. Make a plan. Think big picture and do it the right way. When I think about some of the main differences between being an analyst and a PM, I think ultimately both leverage a very similar skill set, but the job responsibilities are very different. When I was an analyst, I was very focused on being deep in my coverage universe. As a portfolio manager, you're responsible for the overall management and structure of a portfolio and responsible for the development of your team. I just, I, I like to think of myself as an analyst still, and, 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 but I just can't do that same level of modeling uh, and fundamental analysis that I used to as an analyst whilst monitoring and, and managing the portfolio. So I really have to delegate a lot of those responsibilities to my team. In order to do that, I have to train them well in my processes. And so that's what I spent a lot of my time doing. And then really just trying to figure out where the strengths and the weaknesses are of the team and leveraging the strengths while trying to help them with their weaknesses so that ultimately we're just continually evolving and getting better. Point 72 LaunchPoint is the firm's emerging manager program. This is where we take experts in their space, 
whether senior analysts or, or sector heads, all from different models. And we, we provide them with time and space to build out a business. We like to do that up front without the pressures of managing money. I definitely feel like there's a development culture here. You know, when I joined the firm back in 2016, I had already been on the buy side for eight years. So I didn't really think there would be much necessary coaching for me as an analyst, but I was pretty wrong about that. I actually was given a lot of support to really learn how to get deeper into my coverage and was given a lot of tools that I had never had access to. And with these tools, I was able to you know, focus on my strengths and weaknesses and ultimately improve some of the weaknesses that I had developed over many years. And that goes down all the way to the junior analyst, entry-level analyst uh, as well. That also continued when I became a portfolio manager. You know, I had never been a PM, so obviously that was its own new learning curve. And for many people, they just kind of get thrown into it with a lot, without a lot of help or support. Uh, but for me, I was very lucky to have the mentorship of Johnny, who guided me in thinking about, you know, how do you ultimately build a portfolio that expresses the views that you're trying to take. And then, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to actually sit uh, very close to Steve. Uh, that, that's just been an amazing experience so far. Everything starts with the academy. The academy kind of sets you up to build out that long-term career here. It gives you the fundamental skills um, that are needed that every analyst has to start contributing to their team and becoming part of that investment process. And we grow on that as, as your career grows. So when I think about what advice I'd give to an analyst starting today, focus on being deep in what you do. You really dig in, get smart, uh, and, and, and try to be differentiated. You know, I, I have a team of four analysts, and one of them, the youngest one is from the academy, has been on my team since July. She's dug into some of the new sectors that we, we've picked up coverage on. You know, she, I've relied on her to really do that, and she's, she's stepped up to the occasion. She is the one who's made me the smartest over the last six months, uh, and, and that's what I need, and I think that's what a good analyst does. That was John Weiner and Gabe Rincon talking about their career journeys, how analysts can progress, and making the transition to a PM seat. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and this is Becoming a Hedge Fund Analyst inside Point72 Academy. Listen to our entire series to hear from portfolio managers, analysts, and others on the ins and outs of this industry, and learn how you can become a part of it. Visit our website at point72.com forward slash academy to learn more about how we are training the next generation of investors. We'll be back with one more very special episode in a few weeks. Thanks for listening.